I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com We just have a good rhythm together, you know. He sort of feels me out, I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. Hello and welcome along to the worst idea of all time, episode forty nine, perhaps. Uh, it's a fleshy everyone joined in studio, aka my bedroom, by uh, the great Tim Bat. How good is this? Because normally when it's a fleshy, I feel like you're joining me, but I have travelled thirty hours to be here to join you. Let's do the math, actually. It is, dude. It's thirty hours. I just got in the door. Yeah, you really did. You, you came in. Uh, you said hello to Ken and Gloria. Lovely Ken. Wait, it was Gloria here? Yeah, Gloria's Where's here. Where's Gloria? Uh, it's none of your business where the other people in the house are, Tim. You just worry about you and me. No, it's just kind of weird to say that I like walk past someone without even seeing them. She you know? might have been uh, dozing in bed. Yeah. True that. Uh, so, yeah, you've arrived here from uh, a flight from Auckland via Honolulu. Great place. First time I've been here. Oh, yeah, it is too. Yeah, I haven't been here yet. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad, is it? I like it. I like what you got going on. It's a little uh, oat milk flat white. I've, nice. I brought for you because I know that you, you're not allowed the forbidden cow juice. I do say that, but then I've eaten a lot of meat and dairy in the last thirty hours. Ah, uh, it doesn't count when it's in the skies. Yeah, international do, who are you waters. Flying with? Uh, Hawaiian Airlines. You were really uh, teeing off on some poor seven-year-old boy. Bloody oath I was. This is, this is a visual gag, so it's just for Guy, but I'm going to change my T-shirt because I, this is the T-shirt I left New Zealand in, and I've sweat through the entire thing. But I had a, a four-hour layover in Honolulu, so I managed to get to a flea market. Oh, <laughs> you I, got out of the airport? Yeah, yeah. Oh, big time, mate. Yeah. Got some sun. Did they check your bag through for you, or did you have to do that yourself? I had to do it. And so... Uh, it and- was actually good because the staff in New Zealand were like, your bags will go straight through. And then when I got to Honolulu, they were like, you got to get your bag. And I was like, oh, no, nah, don't worry. The staff told me, he was like, dude, get your bag. And then I, it was just sitting there in the airport because they took it off the plate. I was like, thanks, bro. That <laughs> is like, got you. Yeah, yeah. You always, you've always got to do your own bags here. These Americans. What's that about? What uh, is that about? They're just a fastidious people. 
Um, it's really nice to see. We haven't even hugged yet. Probably for the best, given what you just described your state as. That is very big. You're swimming in that, too. Uh, it's too big for me. It's a guy shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's one for you. Oh, it's so cool. But at least it's a clean... It's funny that it says, Hi, Hawaii, because Hawaii <laughs> is so, like, famously and ubiquitously associated with Aloha. <laughs> you found the one flea market t-shirt. Guten Tag, Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 30 hours of flying. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about... Uh, I know that at some the point happen, during the, well, the yeah, at some point I know you watched Sex in the City, but sure did. Uh, right at the end, save for that, save the little treat yeah, for last. Yeah. <laughs> Got to have your veggies first before yeah. you can have dessert. Uh, <laughs> do you want? Do you want to hear about this kid? Uh, do you know what's made what's made me gun shy is uh, someone because I re- I I kicked off on Twitter about it and that's they were right. like you never know Tim they might have a disorder or something I was like yeah that's fair enough but I'm not doing it to him in person I'm doing it on the internet no. behind his back. And you, yeah, you, uh, um, you were annoyed. I think you know everyone's on on edge when they're flying, especially on the second leg of a long haul. Oh, this kid was bananas, though. I respected it. Dude, this is how it started. Was he an American? Yeah, unmistakably. This is your first problem. I know. So here's here's how it all began. He came over to me because I had the aisle seat, and it was so it goes two, then three in the middle, then two seats, right? Yeah. I had the one that was aisle, but against a window, right? Yeah. Uh, so, like, the, the ILC of a column yeah, yeah. that's on a window. Yeah. What was that? Honolulu to New York. What? How long was it? Was that that flight? No. Oh, yes. Sorry, yes. The that's one I've just been on. There were only the two, the, the two for down on the, against the window, eh? And there was, like, three in the middle two console. Two then a three, and, and then, then another two. two. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if it wasn't two, if it was lopsided? There was, like, what? three, then three, then two. That would be crazy. <laughs> that so, seems small to me. Oh, yeah? I don't know. Anyway. Maybe. Um, so I had an empty seat until quite late in the game, and I tell you what, I was fucking excited about that. Never, ever let yourself get excited. I know, you can't count your chickens, but it was like the plane looked done. And we were getting announcements coming rookie. through for uh, people to be shutting doors and whatnot. And I was like... No, so you got you got the cabin doors... Sh- uh, shut cabin Well, doors. I think it was like a preparation to do it. It was a, it you was. Can't, a you can't even relax. Then. I know, I know. And I, d- I was just like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if this lovely seat was for yeah. me? Get a bit of cap. Um, so the kid comes up and he goes, "Can I sit there on the window seat?" And I was just like, "Yeah, man, absolutely." No, I loved it. That's Moxie. I was like, "That's cool, man, absolutely." <sighs> Because at that point, I wasn't to know what he was like. I thought he was just a confident young man who wanted a window seat. So I was like, bloody go for your life, young fella. And um, and then, the like, no sooner had he sat down and yelled out, Daddy, Daddy, I got a window seat, that the woman, young woman, came in and was like, oh, I think I'm here. And he was devastated. <laughs> right, so you helped create this monster. Well, I didn't do anything bad. I was just like, okay, here was my situation. The seat was empty and a kid wanted to get in that. My options were deny the child or be like, yeah, sure. Deny the child. That's his dad's job. Protocol. That's his dad's job. That's not my my job. But you, my I mean, jo- I'm, cool. I'm like, I'm 31. I, I got no I kids. I'm the fun so uncle. My, I had empathy for you in thinking that you had uh, an empty seat next to you for a flight when it turns out you didn't. Yeah. I, but it was, can I, I, guy, you're an adult. I, you're uh, an adult. On. Let me reiterate. You're, empty for the longest time. I know. I know. But what I'm saying is you have the emotional intelligence and faculty to deal with that being taken away from you. I do. Yes. Correct. A seven-year-old boy who has spent however long fantasizing about a window seat. Yeah. 
who moments before takeoff is convinced yeah. beyond convi- conviction that he has been given his greatest wish and then to experience the euphoria and excitement of that and not moments after processing have all that taken away. have it taken away yeah. from you is devastating. Like, yeah, it's it diabolical. And you are... I don't you, think I said thanks for the coffee, by the way. This is so yum. Yeah, no I worries. I just want to say thanks you, enab- you enabled that. Uh, you, I was a player. There's no getting around it. You, you like helped orchestrate a situation was, that you could live tweet. What yeah, was yeah. what? Now hold you the, the beehive, hold. and then you started tweeting saying, "Wow, these bees sure are angry." Hold the fuck up! What were my options, guy? Would you <laughs> deny? Because then it's like, hey, can I sit in that window seat? And I'm just some guy by himself who's got an empty seat, going, um, "No, kid. you don't need to worry. You're, you can be a curmudgeon. That's someone else's kid." And no, also, it's fucking dad's right there. This is dad's job if he wants to lay the law down. I was like, good on you, confident child. Go for what you want in life. That's a great lesson. I think I I am I'm a stickler for rules. I love abiding policies. There is no way and I would in have hell said I would have said You wouldn't have. I would Whatever have said, you're about to hey, say, you're lying. I would have said, Hey, look. You look like a really cool kid. Certainly not someone I would denigrate and drag through the the muck and the mire of the online world. This sentence is already too long. You're a pedophile. Like it's gone, Pete Tong. (laughs) No, I'm not a pedophile. No, you've got to be economical with your words. Well, actually... I'm the only person who's been on record on this podcast saying they're not a pedophile, <laughs> <laughs> which would make you, my friend, <laughs> the greatest false dichotomy of all. There's two kinds of people in this world. Those who have loudly announced themselves to be not pedophiles, who are correct, and everybody and else. <laughs> Terrible stuff. Uh, no, I would have said, uh, hey, possibly... We'll just have to wait and see until they've closed the cabin doors because that's the rules of the flight. You're not allowed. I'm not as dead. I, I don't like. That's, that's not. A, it's not about parenting. It's about responsible flying. You're not even. You're full of shit, man. I I'm don't not buy full that because I don't think you would have acted any different in this situation. You wouldn't have. I would have. You wouldn't have. I would have. You would ju- even if you say that. If you say to a child, I, you go like, "Oh, hey, we just have to wait to see if anyone's going to sit here." You still look like a fucking monster to a seven-year-old. Like an I'm absolute care. asshole. I'll be a curmudgeon to someone else's seven-year-old kid. That's not my problem. Really? Yeah, you got. You like, love and you, people liking you, especially. I mean, who doesn't want a kid liking them? You know, a, a kid who I'm going to have uh, like a friendship with, or you nine know, hours in the air, bro. That is close quarters. Not if you don't not, want to make not an enemy. If you're not quote. sitting next to them, it's no, not. No, but this is the thing. He was he was very close to me. That's why he went to that seat because he was just on the other side. He was in the middle column. So what? So I would have had to fucking deal with that. His whole family's oh, there. His mum and his dad and him. Bloody nine hours of you, getting hate thrown at me from across the aisle. They don't care if you say because now no 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 you created a, no, you created a worse let me, situation. Let me for stop everyone. you there. Let me stop you there because here's where you're wrong. It is. It's their fault because they created this monster. Now, here's the thing: what I've described so far by itself, not a bad situation. Like totally understandable. I might even do the same as a kid. I wouldn't have been confident enough to ask an adult stranger if I could sit in a window seat next to them. Yeah. But if I had that opportunity, which I thought was coming to me, taken away, I'd be upset. But at some point, I'd fucking let it go, and I certainly wouldn't act like this little monster did. Guy here. He's being an asshole, guy. He was screaming, I hate you, Dad, because he couldn't get a window seat. He started running. That should be at you. He started running up and down the aisle saying, I hate you, Dad. Just After yell- takeoff, presumably. 
Uh, just as we were getting ready to take off. Wow. Just as, like, that was that was fully the doors are shut. That's um, distressing. I think the plane might have been moving. Yeah. It was fucked, man. It was real fucked. And what, so did they... Did they the, uh, his panel didn't work, so there was a problem with the entertainment system for the whole plane. That's grounds for an upgrade sometimes. The kid... But it was everyone's, so they don't give a shit. They had to reboot the whole system. The kid flipped out, and and the only moment of justice for that kid in the whole flight, that flight attendant came over because they buzzed him, buzzed the woman, rather, to come over. And she just, she just, like, very, like, no hint of meanness or anything, because he was basically jumping up and down his chair. She was like, you're going to have to get down. <laughs> American, Only amount Americans, of discipline when I just saw. When, di- when Americans turn into, like, authoritarian or disciplinary measures, it's scary. It's so you're, efficient. You're going to need to get down. Yeah, it's so efficient, because it it's New not Zealand, malice. we tiptoe around it, we say, hey, I'm really sorry, but hey, would sorry it be okay if you. You sat, if you didn't jump up and down on the seat? Excuse me, seven-year-old, I don't want to offend or potentially yeah. upset you, but uh, would it be quite all right if you obeyed the law okay. of aviation? I have less uh, empathy for the frustration of flying with this child for you than I did from your online account. You weren't... Dear man, I know you don't understand. And I know you're on the second he half. He was a, of a weird kid. No, it's not about that. I feel fine. If this was like I got a crisp night's sleep and that was the first thing that happened to me in the day, I would have acted exactly this. And actually, I acted fine. I was just bullying him online. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do anything to his face. I gave him a goddamn seat. I was nicer than your hypothetical self in you this situation. You were not nicer. Because it was not your seat to give, as evidenced by the fact someone else arrived and took the seat away from I, him. I thought, I don't know. Well, it was going to happen or it wasn't. Like, what's the difference of me saying, yeah, go, go for it? It was going to sort itself out or not. It's It's either me taking away from him or the situation taking it away from him. Why would I be the bad guy? <laughs> Needlessly. I, we, well, I genuinely think we have a fundamental disagreement on protocol. You're in this fucked on this one, mate. I'm not. I'm sound. <laughs> I'm always sound. I've never, put a, foot, you, I've never put a foot wrong. Yeah, it's, it's great to see it's you, too. It's real good to see you so here you, on Home Turf. Uh, you, you fly... You deal with this, you know, you sort of... I bought a whistle thing at this flea market as well. Should I try it? Not necessarily, no. Okay. You fly, uh, and then with about three hours remaining till you touch down, as uh, laid out in a plan between you and I, you boot up the old tablet. Oh, yeah. I was using combination effort. Started on the cell phone. Yeah. Teed up, as you can well imagine, because you know me, a bit of a contraption. Yeah. To put it right in front of my eyes. Almost to the extent of VR again. So I could just go hands-free, baby. Noise-canceling headphones again. Yeah, game changer on a flight. Heard that beautiful jazz tones while they're doing the Halloween candy shopping again. That was yeah. good. And um, sat back, relaxed, kicked it with the gals. How were they? Terrible. It was. How was the screening against your most recent uh, screening, which was the full immersion? Very good question. Different. Yeah. Because an aeroplane, it's not full immersion, but in a sense, there is an immersive quality. It's the inescapableness yeah, of yeah. it. Not quite as bad as having the screen uh, corrupt your entire field of vision. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone else describes VR as corrupting your entire field of vision. Well, it's not always sex in the city, <laughs> but when it is, it is a corruption of your, yeah. your seeing sense. So, uh, better, worse, just different? I'd say better. Yeah. Even with the kid. 
Yeah. Still well, the better. kid's welcome distraction. The kid is uh, the real the world interloping. You're, you're not like, wrong on that. The, it's interesting that for when this, the kid started kicking off, I'd pause it just to listen at what yeah. was happening. It's interesting to think that for the, you know, for how frustrating that conflict is outside of watching Sex in the City, as soon as the movie's going, you welcome the interloper. Let me ask you this. When you were seven, would you need a parent to go into the bathroom with you on an airplane? I can't remember, but I'd like to think no. Is that, is that coach? It feels too old to me. I think this is partly because I, by my parents' own admission, had a slightly neglected upbringing because I was the third child and they got a bit bored. Your, your uh, dad actually wrote, wrote... He did in your show. In my show. I get the audience to write down moments of uh, behaviour that they're not proud of that they might yeah. wish they could change it on its don't, don't put the wording in there. He's a, he's, he doesn't like the limelight, my papa, so we don't have to uh, fully out him. Well, if you'd like... But he made a mission in uh, a guy's show he said, um, regarding my upbringing. We'll yeah. leave it at that on he said, uh, I loved him. He's a good boy. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's good. It makes uh, it makes you self sufficient. I think. You think of yourself as a self sufficient boy. <laughs> I do, except for the fact that I still can't fucking drive my early thirties. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Well, I think you might be on the right side of history. I mean, you still benefit <laughs> from the cars, but uh, you know, it's like I never, I never got uh, like riled up enough to get racist. Yeah. This is the wrong analogy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it is the wrong analogy, and I know exactly what you mean. Uh, so. I mean, I guess you... Uh, Let's talk about you. Well, Let's talk about I, had, you for a second. I had to get up at uh, 6.30 to watch the movie. And that was not... Because uh, I was just thinking, your body clock, at least, when you fly, is uh, it's off balance to yeah. the point that it doesn't really matter when yeah. you're throwing stuff at it. But getting up at 6.30... You oh, know sorry, when you're on. Man. No, no, no. It was my. You, you could have got away with later too, because I, I, I was later I coming know, here. But I saw. really wanted you to walk in straight into the the dojo, and I did. Yeah. I have literally just arrived, folks. You've kept, you've like heard, yeah, yeah, the entirety of Guy and I being together. Um, you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And so, yeah, it's just sort of like the first 
you know half hours just it's happening and i'm looking at it through you know like uh slightly squinty eyes as i'm trying to trying to wake up uh and that's that is the worst that's the worst part to me yeah when it is an extension of your sleep mode because that's not normal for you eh? what first part of the day or is it I, I've I've watched this movie at all hours, Tim. <laughs> I'd like to think, you know, in addition to uh, possibly having watched the movie most in the world, mm. you know, this is a, a fourth straight world record for us in terms of uh, exposure to the raw materials. We assume. But uh, I'd also like to think I have, alongside you actually, I'd say we're neck and neck, uh, probably watched this movie at the greatest variety of times. Yeah. And there's something about watching it first thing when you're not quite awake where it does feel inescapable because, you know, you feel weak. Sometimes when you wake up, I don't know if you've ever had this, where do you try to clench your fist? No, I don't know what you're talking and, about. And uh, because your, like, your muscles or your body isn't like respond, the, the, there's some sort of delayed response between my brain and my body. I can't clench my fist as tight as I'd like to. Huh. And uh, that's what it feels like with this movie where it's like, I feel too weak to put up any... This isn't like when your arms have gone to sleep because you sleep on no, the bed. I love that feeling. I get that every night. I used to every whack morning, my arm against the wall when I'd wake up because <laughs> I couldn't feel it. But then you can feel it later. Uh, but I, yeah, I just, I had no resistance and it was just yeah. happening and I was cross and angry, but yeah. tempered by the knowledge that I was to see you. Yeah. And so there was, there was less, as I woke up and this information dawned on me, there was less edge because I was like, well... You know, it's not at what cost. It's like, well, there's a there's value here. I have j- just bought and read. I read about a fifth of it on the plane. A book called, um, I think it's called How to Change Your Mind, by Michael Pollan, and it's about psychedelics. And I'm seeing stuff in there, and I'm thinking, what we do. And I have to say, this season, I think the two watches a week has, out of sheer self-preservation, made us disrespect the process a little bit more. And I'm okay with accepting that because I think we would have destroyed ourselves if we if we took the vigor of season one to the watches of season four. I don't think we would have survived the season. Um, we've had to allow ourselves some little escape, release, you know, pre- yeah, pressure yeah, valves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the. The nature of what we do, we do get into a bit of a, a trance state. Yes. Well, I've I've said it before. There is a meditative, and it, is, yeah. it has to be very. It's it's not that there are elements of that which are outside of our control, and that uh, I don't get to choose when a watch feels meditative or when the movie does not sort of uh, invade my personal space. But there are you can times, open the doors, though. Yeah, yeah. I think if you commit, if you're like, I'm paying attention, then you open the door to that happening, I think. Well, I'm always, I'm always, uh, whenever there's a screen on in the background, I'm always drawn to it in a yeah. way that is beyond my control. In you a know? way that is um, childlike? Yes. Or similar to a cat? Yes. Uh, and I can exercise more self-control over myself when sex in the city is playing because it is uh there's a there's more complexity to the relationship which means i can distance myself from what's happening sure it's less interesting than a different screen that's not playing sex in the city yeah i mean you know it's the value of what we have uh, trained ourselves to do is certainly negligible outside of the context of the podcast but it's there (laughs) i love that you have throughout this entire endeavor for the last five years you've often referred to this as some sort of training some sort of strengthening and it does beg the question 
what is the event that we are readying ourselves for? What is this apocalyptic happening that we will be uniquely qualified to take on? I don't... I can't put too fine a point on it, but it's just that I have to believe that. And I don't want you poking around at that question. I have to believe that because... I'll leave it alone. I'll leave that well alone. Otherwise, apart from the fact that we're here, I mean, the the fact that we are both in a room here in... uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York City can be attributed the to the greatest what we've done. city on earth, mm. according to the smartest man on earth, David Letterman. Yeah, of course. I, uh, you know, like your there's a direct line between us watching Grown Ups two for the first time mm. and sitting across from each other in this room right now. Oh, hundred percent. Do you think? I don't know if I've asked you this before. Do you think you would have moved to America were it not for the potty existing? It's impossible to say. I'd like to think I would have found a way or done it eventually, yeah. but this certainly accelerated and helped uh, enable the entire process. That's really good to hear. If nothing else, I'm glad that, like, at a at a at a minimum, we got you to America like quicker than you would have. <laughs> yes, and we mates. Those are two good. Th- I'm alright with anything else. I is think a cherry. I the graph of our friendship though is one that uh, fascinates and scares me because I think. I think we're on the upwards trend again now. Yeah. But it's not like... It hasn't been a steady incline. And it hasn't been like an incline and then a plateau. It's like... It's a... It's the stock market. It's a market. It's the stock market. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. It, 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 it's the Enron ride from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we might break even. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a bit of that. But now, you know, the end of it, it's always there's uh, vitamin C's, graduation starts playing, there's nostalgia, there's a misty eye. God, that's a good reference. There's a good cultural touchstone for what you're describing. Um, I think, to be fair to us, we've thrown a lot at the relationship, distance, incredible distance, the time zone thing, and the pressure cooker environment of... Us doing two watches a week, plus whenever we can fit a friend zone in, plus the Patreon stuff, means that there is no oxygen in our coming together for palship. It's work or nothing. You well, know what I mean? Do you know that's part of why I thought if you walk in the door and we knock off an episode, uh, that between. Go fuck around, throw between, a pigskin between, between us. Yeah, between now and uh, this Sunday at Littlefield. Uh, June 23 in New York City when we record a live episode in front of a live audience uh, there is scope for palship so to me this was a as unpleasant as it may have been to be watching Sex of the City Sex of the City at 6.30 in the morning I did this for you Tim that's cool man well I, I watched it in a plane I've been in the Who'd air you do that for, the hours. for both of us okay yeah uh, so I watched it, I was watching it in the lounge and uh, Ken and Gloria, I was watching it on the screen in the lounge and the, the audio, I was afraid might, because the house isn't huge obviously, sure. might uh, leak down into their room and mm. so I had it on quite a low, I could have just put on headphones but you know, for whatever reason I couldn't be bothered, on a low frequency and the audio mix is, cr- at least yes. on the one I'm watching, is crazy. It is. There is no... Ca- the music... This is... It's not just music. It's happening on dialogue too. Right. Like it'll bound from scene to scene. One scene they'll be whispering and the next scene they'll be shouting and the volume is the same. This is weird. I think this is true of a lot of movies and it's so strange to me. The dynamics, but in this you're definitely right. Crazy highs and lows. Do you think, is that a, is that, 
uh, some sort of Hollywood conspiracy to get people leaning in towards the screen at certain points? I don't know what the purpose of it is in this, because I get it in an action film, right? If you're Michael Bay and you're like, uh, my two gears that I can use... Uh, Megan Fox wearing very little and loud explosions. Like, those are the two things you can use to play with. Um, I get dynamics used in that context, but for like a... What do we decide this is? A rom-com? It's basically a rom-com. For a rom-com, just like, why does it need to fucking blow the speakers out at certain points? And then you need to turn the dial up to hear other dialogue. I don't know, man. It doesn't make sense to me. I think... It's like, this is a very nerdy comparison, but this podcast and all the podcasts that I look after that I produce, I mix in mono because I don't understand why you wouldn't for, unless it was like a really like audio production heavy show. You wanted to create a soundscape. Why wouldn't you just make it the most easy to listen to universal thing? So if someone's in a car and one of their speakers has died on the right side, they still get the exact same show as everyone else. Except uh, the... Half of the stereo is broken. Well, yeah. (laughs) But they don't miss out on one. Some people mix, like, people, one person in the left and one person in the right channel. I love that. So that's like you're sitting sitting in between two people having a conversation over you. But it's not how the human ear actually hears anything. Like, if you hear it through headphones or whatever, you're like, this sucks and I want to (laughs) vomit. Maybe that's just me. No, I'm sure that there are other uh, audio files out there. And perhaps some pedophiles who agree with you. <laughs> in some ways, I'm the opposite of an audiophile for doing it in mono. Anyway, I digress. So, you're watching in the morning, you're concerned about the noise. Did you wake any of the people in the house? Impossible to say. I'd have to ask them, hey, Ken. Did I wake you up by watching Sex in the City this morning? Did, did you hear Sex in the City in your room this morning? That's Didn't fantastic. wake anyone up. That's great. Well, we haven't asked Gloria, to be fair. Yeah, but... You can take take it as read? Yeah. Is that what I'm looking for? They're in the same room. As wrote? As read. As read. Um, so I, I just did didn't, you, I didn't like it. Yeah, it I feels like it was mostly kind of just washed thought, around you. Yeah, I just sort of mostly was thinking of you. Uh, I... I don't even know that I can single out. A it was sh- a trudge, a shining light. It sounds redundant to say it in the late forties, but like, fuck! Even the excitement of coming to America, seeing my boy in the flesh, and getting to hang out with you in four different cities here and performing to live audiences—it's still such a fucking trudge. Even then, to my get man. through this thing, it's like there was a. I don't know when or where this happened, it's, but it's histor- a historic accident where a treacle factory exploded and all this treacle like fell into a village. It feels like that, like we're trying to get through treacle. We, so lit the, we lit the fuse on the treacle factory. Yes, we did. We blew it up. Uh, what I was, I just remember what I was sort of wondering earlier when I was talking about the graph of our friendship and you were talking about how, you know, through across time and distance we've still maintained this i would love to measure the conversations we've had in the most challenging episodes we've had against the excitement the ignorance really the naivete of uh we two fellows at the beginning of not just the whole project but the season of this this season this season was born out of us missing one another and not having the framework to to talk yeah 
That is crazy. <laughs> Why is that crazy? People fuck up all the time. We're just overshot. It's not crazy that we effed up. It's crazy that we were so short-sighted. It's crazy that... I like, stand, it's, it's, I, I do stand by it, though, because I think if you just... if I'm a person who needs real... This is like me going love, vegan, right? Kids love boundaries. Exactly. And I'm a kid. You're definitely a kid. No. Kid. Okay, I'm a kid. Yeah, you can scold a seven-year-old on a plane. Yeah. Tell them not to get in a chair. It's not... I need rules. Your chair. If we were just like, away. we'll catch up, we'll keep, we'll keep talking, we'll be friends. It just, it's too... Things fall by the wayside, you know? Don't ah. they? They do. Inevitably. You pulled it off with Zoe. What do you mean? <laughs> you and Zoe are friends outside of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. How'd you know you, what, guy? Good point. How'd you pull that off? Touche. Um, well, the podcast is older than your relationship with your wife. Yeah. That is a fucking Yeah, that's bender. a trip, eh? But your relationship with your wife is healthier. I would hope so. Yeah, I should very much think so. What was the last thing Zoe said when you were leaving the house? She dropped me off at the airport. We had a drink at the bar. Well, what'd she say when you were leaving the house? Oh, I can't remember. Are you ready? <laughs> something like that. Was your bag in the car? Yeah, something like that. And then at the bar, what was the last key. thing she said? Uh, it's like, I love you. you I say, love you too. Say One of those two hi, things. Hi, guy. Say hi to guy. Yeah, she did. She did, she did say that. Sorry, she did. Say, she actually you did. didn't ferry that. Info. I had to wrangle well, no, that out of you. just jumped on the mic. I like opened the door. You got to push come a in mic and tell me that. You didn't kick the door down and say, Zoe says hi. <laughs> 30 hours it took Stop me to get here. trying to drive a wedge between my friendship with Zoe. I've been dealing with multiple time zones, <laughs> getting cooked in the hot Hawaiian sun at a flea market, and then some fucking ginger kid who's busting my chops. He's not busting your chops. <laughs> and now you're here, you offered giving me hell for not immediately passing on my you, wife's good wishes to you. Hi, well, can you please say hi... Hi Zoe I will because she does not listen to the show <laughs> I cannot stress that enough uh, I don't think she's ever listened to an episode I respect that <laughs> Same what, no, I maybe, think that's good You know sometimes when you're apart she probably does No She'd tell me I reckon she would She listens to other podcasts so. She does She loves podcasts yeah. Voracious consumer of podcasts Just not my one that's okay. And I think it's good. Does Chelsea listen? When she misses me, she listens. That's cute. Yeah, but it's the most fucked up uh, way to pry open a window into you know how it's all going. I don't think so. I think it's nice. This was if I if I missed you, I would listen to the podcast. Truly? Yeah, absolutely. That is unhealthy. Just get in touch. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I could. <laughs> You're right, you're right. <laughs> Did you uh, notice anything in the movie this week? There was a... Uh, I don't even want to bring it up because I can't remember what it was, but there was a light, like a background extras line that I picked up, but I can't remember what it was, sorry. That's okay. Don't, so, don't I guess... About it. I guess, new. But my attention was drawn again to... I think last time we were together and we watched it, we saw this guy. It's in the Valentine's Day dinner scene between Miranda and Carrie. And there's that guy in one shot who opens up. He's got a flavor saver. Mm-hmm. It's a soul patch. Mm-hmm. And he's got a little bit of beard. Sort of Guy Fieri, yeah. almost-ish, looking. 
Um, and he's just enthusiastically telling his date the story. I, he's captured me. I like him. Something so endearing about a person who really like presents, you know? Yeah. I, uh, it's not anything. And it's actually, I didn't, we, I still have half of Carrie's, um, voiceover. Not oh. to get, not to get to on this episode, but. Why not? I, Follow your heart. I don't want to record for that long. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but. Hey guy, we don't have a lot of episodes left. Follow your heart. Do you not- know what? I think we've fucked it up, and we're going to only be one over what we had to do. We're not if do we, 53. not if we just watch it sometimes in our spare time. Why would we do that? We won't. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were so close though. If we just didn't do this one, we would have been a perfect fifty-two. I think. I like, like, going, I like that we've. Yeah, gone it's classic over by us. <laughs> It's a classy touch. We're classy gentlemen. Uh, I was just going to say that Carrie's line of it's the best. It was the best money I ever spent. New Year's Eve and a cup of noodles mm. is even in writing it down and measuring it as a line of voiceover. Where have you put the comma in there? Bridges the gap so carefully. It is user's choice, and I believe that it is user's choice on how that line can be interpreted. But a script was written. Where do you think Mattress Pikelet placed punctuation in that sentence? Because we've never been able to decode it, really, to tease well, out what he's talking about. And I sorry, think, let's, should we give a bit le- of context so other people of the can comma. come in? Oh, yeah, so it's after she gives herself, as St. <laughs> Louis, a Louis Vuitton, a very disgusting patchwork Louis Vuitton handbag. Which like, looks like it costs tons and it yeah, sucks. It would have. And... Uh, the part of Carrie's personality that is St. Louise is very grateful and excited for this gift that she's given herself. And then uh, we see, we actually, so we see her excited reaction and this is fresh in our memory when we cut to Carrie Bradshaw in her apartment in pyjamas on New Year's Eve. Literally the next shot. And the voiceover says, it was the best money I ever spent, New Year's Eve in a cup of noodles. And if I think about it just purely in terms of uh, visual matching with the line of dialogue Mm -hmm. or the line of, uh, voiceover the only logical conclusion to draw is that it is in reference to the cup of noodles same because that's what the visual pairing it, is exactly but if the line that seems started, so insensitive to I guess it doesn't matter if she's just talking about herself who gives a flying fuck really but even within the mental construction of her giving a gift to herself it is still the act of giving so shouldn't that an act we've just seen supersede her buying a cup of noodles for dinner I know but if you think of the value of money if you get a meal from say a 49 cent cup of noodles against a handbag for $5,000 that serves the same purpose as a sack yes and where's the better value spend I love that that is a message that Mattress Puckler wants to insert in this film at this point. <laughs> Amongst He's all like, of the materialism. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, what this movie is about two things, materialism and going back to harmful relationships. But right now, I want to take a breather and <laughs> describe the value proposition of a 49-cent cup of noodles. Yeah. And we're going to put it in dialogue. We're going to put it on screen. We're going to put it in the plot. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use all the power I have to endorse these noodles. <laughs> And the brand name is Capo Noodles or something. It's the real ubiquitous one yeah, you yeah. see everywhere. It's like a white, it's white and red colorway. Color you know the ones. Wow. There's people who have whole uh, track suits with that branding on it now. Mm. You've seen those? Yeah. I'd fuck with that. You would? Definitely. 
Really? In New Zealand, the big ones. Oh, man, when Me we were boring. growing up, it was two-minute, magic two-minute noodles. Untouchable. Yeah. Untouchable, their, their market position. And then just over the years, they got a bit decimated by Indochina me goring noodles. Yeah. I know how, I, well, I don't know how that happened, but Meiji, it's because Indochina, I hope that's the brand, I'm pretty sure it is. Indochina um, me goring noodles have a flavor sachet similar to Meiji, but then they've also got the pouch, which has three different flavors on top of this two seasonings. Yeah. One of them is pure MSG. One of them is some sort of, one of them is soy sauce. One of them is reconstituted, onion i think and no, one's no. chili the reconstituted oh yeah that's the msg one that's yeah. just that's like it's literally it's not even a flavor it's literally a shine that it puts on the meal before you eat it and those noodles are so i am eating I so much of them at the moment yeah. it's crazy because i found out i found out they're probably vegan i did a bit of research into it I and the consensus a bit is, of research <laughs> and the consensus is they're probably vegan there's like there's a lot of discussion on this whether they're vegan or not if they're not they're only just not but people are like we're pretty sure they are my man yeah dude here's my shining light it is oh shoot i just had it it's big's delivery of um who put that in there page six who put, our weddings in page six who, who put, put that in there who put so in earnest there? yeah yeah that's nice that's a good shining light i loved it uh my shining light love Love will keep us together is... I can't say closing <laughs> credits. He's struggling. I've got, I got nothing for you. No, that's not true. Uh, well, in light of your airplane anecdote, it's Brady amusing himself in the back of the cafe with a doll. Nice. It's the fact that uh, for every child who needs to be taken uh, car car mid-flight after he's been wronged by an adult man who's promised something that is not his to promise. Hold on. This feels like less movie and more. There is a, a child him. who's happy to literally follow his mother around while she eats at various different restaurants and like ask for nothing. As it should be. Brady asks for nothing Good. of either of his parents in this movie. That's not how it works. No, he does. He, he asks for nothing because he wants for nothing. Got a roof over his head. He's well fed. He's got Batman toys. What do you want? Maybe well, a sibling. I, we all know that. I think we all know the outcome of that sort of childhood. Well, we we do actually, yeah. And it won't be long until everyone else does as well. <laughs> this is absolutely. True. And we're at the epicenter. That's why we've chosen to broadcast here live from the center of the apocalypse, That's New York right. City. There are no lousy with the stuff. Rats everywhere. No rats in the room right now. You don't know that. Define in the room. If they're inside the walls, is that in the room? Well, I guess there could be a rat anywhere. What if I told you I was a rat? No. <laughs> I'd say no. I'd block you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Tim's here. We're going to go and get some food now. Feels a bit short. Go fuck yourself, Tim. Come and see us, uh, first of all, in New York City, and then the next night we'll be in Chicago. So it's the 23rd for New York City, 24th is Chicago, some other date is Portland, Oregon. The 26th in Portland, Oregon, and the 28th in Los Angeles, littleempirepodcasts.com forward slash live. There is at least one secret special guest. Haven't decided if we're going to announce them or not, but you will not want to miss them. And we're not even going to tell you what city that person is in. Oh, wow. Just rest assured. We might announce. I don't know. I'll talk to you about it after this. But 
we got a very cool person somewhere. <laughs> Buy the tickets. Come and see us. You okay. love it. Bye. Bye. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. I, he sort of feels me out. I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.